All right. Well, Willkommen alles auf den Captain Lou podcast. Heute sprechen wir Deutsch. Uh, Luke? Yeah. I didn't tell you this before we started, but we're just doing German today. Okay, perfect. But it has to be really bad German. Okay, got it. Okay. No, just kidding. We'll be broadcasting in English today. Count your blessings. Probably better for our, uh, what's it called? Stats. <laughs> Stats. All of our yes. analytics. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, welcome to the Captain Lou podcast. We're up here in the upper sanctum with uh, your Captain Lou and my co-captain Luke. For what it's worth, and we uh, we just finished probably what could be called some sort of a business meeting. Nothing going on there. <laughs> Nothing too interesting. We've got a Facebook Live open that always helps us, and it's nice to see that Jay uh, Jay Sloan has joined us. Hi, Jake. And we do not expect people to watch the um, ridiculously long Facebook Lives, which are often interrupted by network glitches. <laughs> yeah. We just finish them and start a new one. Yes. But the Facebook Lives do wind up getting dragged down by old Luke here. Yes. Luke is, Luke is my sturdy, faithful friend who um, not so much keeps me on track, but keeps me grounded. And, um, yeah, no, he keeps me on track. Uh -huh. And um, we've been talking about uh, what it's like to be tasked with that. And um, I like it. We just got a comment that the Cat and Lou podcast helps someone to sleep. <laughs> and that is what I do, too. I will put on a podcast and I will fall asleep to it. Yes. And I would like it if our podcast was a good one for sleepers, because that is what I like. I like to put something on that I'm listening to and just fade away. It's very likely that your voice has, is, has the right tone to be like sleep worthy. I think mine is a little high. At least that's my when I listen to myself. But mm -hmm. you can't that can't be trusted. No, it can't it's be trusted. a strange thing. I don't mind my voice doesn't bother me to yes. hear my own voice on a recording i've kind of done figured that i'm sort of a squeaky guy really i think dude i think that's how everybody feels it's because you're hearing your own voice through like your cheekbone or well, your jawbone i was uh skating at the dad the uh the um geezer club geezer club the geezer league yes. the beleaguered geezers <laughs> i was skating with the beleaguered geezers of the geezer league yes and I was saying, you know, what has now become one of my catchphrases, yes, uh, which is that uh, I don't have any core strength, <laughs> but it never comes out like that. Yes. It comes out like, but I don't have any core strength. Like and that's, that is how I talk <laughs> yes, all up in my nose. I, I, I was not born in New York, but that's where I, that's where I come from. Yes. And, you know, I get all, I get squeaky and that is more than just fine with me, a, you know, you run what you brung. You just got to run what you brung. Yeah. It's probably right. a manifestation of kind of looking at yourself in the mirror over time and being like, ah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, whatever Seriously. Um, do I like the way I look? <sighs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Why um, not? What's for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> not body dysmorphia, it looks like. <laughs> when I was a little kid, like 11, 12 years old, I wanted the um, feathered hair. Man. Really? Yeah, I really wanted Whoa. feathered hair. And my hair grew really straight and, and fine. Not thin, but fine. Yeah. Thin came shortly later when uh, I began to uh, lose my hair. I had a hairline, 
you know, like most people do. And uh, I shaved my head. I went skinhead for my 16th birthday. 15th birthday? I think it was my 15th birthday. <laughs> and we went out skating. It was May, but it was still 20 degrees. We went out skating all night. And I shaved my head before we went skating. And I noticed that my hairline was jagged. Huh. And I was like, what's that all about? You know? And um, that year, someone pointed at my head and was like, you're losing your hair, dude. Dude. And I, I thought about it. My dad had already pulled me aside. Yeah. Because he's, my, I look a lot like my dad. He has a ring of hair around the outside, you know? Yeah. And he grows it out pretty shaggy. And he also has a beard. And it's about as much as the beard without the dreadlocks in my beard. Yes. And he keeps it trimmed down along the sides and he trims his mustache really nicely. He's a classy guy. Professional. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. He's a good looking um, guy. And my mom stayed married to him all the way. Yeah. So, you know, he must be good looking enough. <laughs> Something. And um, my dad pulled me aside when I was probably 16 and he said, look, Lou, I love when he, he used to do this. He'd go, look. He'd say, look. I have a son now, yeah. and when he's arguing with you and he just wants to win, he goes, listen. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> like that like that video meme yes. of that child who yes. is uh, speaking to like a, an aunt or a, or a, a nanny. Right. And he's saying, what does like, he go? Listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like the word listen is just going to solidify his argument. <laughs> but my dad wouldn't say listen. He would say look. And yeah. I would always know that what was going to come was going to be something useful. My dad, he definitely conserved his ammo and didn't fight with me over dumb stuff. Yes. He goes, look, you and Brian, my brother, you guys, you're going you're gonna to probably lose your hair. And he like gets this pained look on his face and he's like, do the world a favor. Don't, with the pained look on his face, don't try to keep it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't put things on your head. Yeah. Like, yeah. kind of like yeah. Archie Bunker kind of a feel to yeah. it. Like so disappointed. Don't, <laughs> don't shave it off and put a silk toupee with glue and mesh on your head. Yes. Don't fight it age gracefully just go with it yes and i was already there because i always thought like it, i had learned by the time i was 15 by being savagely picked on for everything i mean oh good lord have mercy and heaven on you if you had a booger in your nose yes in the 1980s in new york or yes. if your fly was down yes oh my gosh and i think a lot of our listeners are listeners are like, what are you talking about the 80s? Like, that's how it is now. Like, savage mocking over yes. little tiny. We had chickens, and if one chicken had a feather out of place, they would they would uh, peck it. Oh, my gosh. Dude. And then it would have more feathers out of place, and they would peck it, and they would peck them to death. A row. Yeah, my parents didn't let that happen. We would separate that chicken out. It would become the special chicken. <laughs> it would be a free-range chicken. Yes. Little did it know that it was food for coyotes if, you know, things went south. But we didn't get that. You'll have that. We did not have coyotes come up to the barn. Oh. Possibly because of something as simple as a good cat. Oh. A good cat will make the coyotes choose somewhere else. Yeah, like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Which is insane because coyotes are so good at killing. But I digress. Yes, go ahead. He says, age gracefully, man. Don't try to hold on to things like hair. Yeah. You know, and I watched him like, you know, if he got too fat, 
he would uh he got an exercise bicycle like one of those really old school ones with a belt that goes around yeah. the wheel and like you just fan. screw this thing <laughs> yeah. no like no that's fancy oh that's fancy like, okay pun intended <laughs> um no it had like you'd screw this thing and it would just tighten the belt on the wheel and he it would you yes. know you're just and he would get down there every morning at four o'clock in the morning and go Dude. for a half an hour and just get thin again you know my go dad him, my dad was was a good example to me of uh moderation yeah and um and i i carried that with me and so being a being a, a bald man <laughs> never bothered me i don't have that now the one thing i do I, I i diligently cover my lid yeah and you know why right yeah because it'll cut bro it's like paper thin up there have you seen it happen yeah dude You've been with me. Yes. And with other people, they'll bump it and it just splits open. The littlest bump. I know, dude. And also, like, I like being able to rub it with my hand and not have, like, a bump or a cut, you know? Yeah. Um, and I like being able to shave it without having to shave around a bump or a cut. Yeah. And that's you one bump and it's gone. And just something as simple as a hat yeah. can make the difference between a cut and just a, a bruise. Yes. It's, like, fine. Bruising's fine, but... So Poor man's hard hat. That's what my dad always say. I, I'm not against yeah, it. Yeah, it's a poor man's hard hat. The real poor man's hard hat is hair. Well, because you know you can't even afford a hat, but you have hair. I, you, I, you gotta have it. I don't have that gift. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. I've heard that the the correlation between beard and head hair is inversely correlated. So but the fact that you can grow a glorious beard and I cannot, but I can grow <laughs> glorious hair and you cannot. It's like a scientific fact. <laughs> Which is that so, really? Yeah, it's like I different it. hormones in your body or something. It's kind of weird, dude. I'm down for whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know? Good Lord made me. He don't make junk. Yes. Appearances notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> it was overrated, Jay says. Well, we've got a really big... Uh, We've got a really big topic that we want to get into. Not sure that we're going to be successful. It's fine. It's rooted. It's rooted in some YouTube videos, but it deals with themes that we've been addressing. Mm -hmm. And you guys have come here to hear us address themes. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> we are <laughs> i'm not surprised that you tuned in because i think that we i think that we are a, a certain flavor and that there are people out there who are looking to have you know enjoy discussion around certain things it's, it's great um other folks and people are starting to comment yeah people yeah. are starting to comment yes um luke's been doing a great job at putting out some clips and things like that and we've we've even got maybe if we work hard enough we'll even get some trolls. Yes. Um, yes. Not really. Don't have. Step up your game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> step up your game. Yes. I think the worst we got was on your kickflip. Uh, yes. Uh, when we when we were when I was pontificating on um, uh, subverting youth into just starting with kickflips, and I was <sighs> griping about that, yes. and someone wrote. Sound like he's just mad he can't kickflip, and I thought, no, 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 you, no, you make a mistake here. Um, am I mad that I can't kickflip? Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want. To. <laughs> but I'm not just, yeah, AKA only, yeah. mad that I can't kickflip. In fact, being mad that I can't kickflip 
isn't really a, a predominant dynamic. Hmm. Um, I'm predominantly mad that now that skateboarding's media pushed kids into scooters, you know, yeah. and the kids came out the winners. They got to play without being regulated by a bunch of dried up. Oh my, I'm starting to call names. I know, dude. God bless you if you're a dried up. Old head. No, th those are the guys who called me an old head. Oh. Yeah, they were the, guy, the first guys to start calling people any kind of head <laughs> yeah, you in skateboarding. You think it was correlated to the no hair? No, it's the hip-hop <laughs> era. It's the hip-hop era and the way yes. that it describes language to people. Yes. I'm from the punk rock surf era of skateboarding, solidly rooted. Yeah. And that kind of thing is from the 90s, which is the hip-hop social dominance era of it's not it's not surfing anymore it's uh, skateboarding about skateboarding so now you've it's become more sophisticated with the flip tricks and the sponsorships and the, all that stuff right um i i'm from the bones brigade video show generation yeah and they are from mouse goldfish generation <laughs> right. I mean, have you watched mouse or goldfish i don't think so i don't um, even know what that is man well they, they're even post speed wheels like they're post speed wheels yeah uh, they're not abusing the norm they're establishing new norms i'm from the abusing the norm ah, generation it's actually interesting yes to think about. Yeah. my in speed wheels uh santa cruz speed wheels uh video yeah there's that eric dresden part that i just oh, yeah. draw so much joy from um it starts with abuse the norm, and then it has a guy with a name tag norm, and they all, you know, they all <laughs> rat pack him, right? Well, yes. Well, that was our deal. Right. It was the idea, at least. But the uh, next generation of skateboarders, vis-a-vis -vis the, uh, you know, kind of Costin, Mariano, Danny Way generation. Right. Danny Way was actually from, but he yeah. was young during during yes. my generation. But you're... Yeah. Your Crail Taps, your your like um, '90s brands, yeah. you know, that was really a more sophisticated take on skateboarding. And when you get more sophistication, you get more elitism and snobbery. Yeah, nobody should be mad. Yeah, that's normal. That's one of the one of the pitfalls of it. Well, fast forward to the YouTube generation of skateboarding, and kids have been driven like out. They start coming back in droves because they've got YouTube stuff. Yeah. And yes, this person's right. I'm out of line because I'm I'm blowing it because I'm griping about media that other people make for not being what I wish it would be. Except I took it a step further and I started making media too <laughs> for some years now. So yeah. I, and I must, I must insist that I don't. We weren't, we weren't even that negative about those boys. We I'm, were pretty gentle. We were talking about I, principles and overarching themes. We were like, you know, you know, like I must insist. <laughs> yeah, I must insist, bro. I just, I don't even think I, I, I don't apologize it. for anything. You I, shouldn't. Yeah, I think that we were right where we were supposed to be. Where would I be if you didn't give me a nudge? Yeah, Seriously, I, bro. Uh -huh. But look at how the trolls win. Well. We haven't had any good trolling. No, this this one it was the lightest trolling yes. sent us into a five minute spin. <laughs> of, we are never going to survive of apoplectic 
uh, uh, intellectual <laughs> apology. You yes. Know? <laughs> yes. You know? yes. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah. Come on now. Um, I love, I love it. <laughs> yeah, but thanks to folks who encourage us too. We just want you to know that the real money's in the trolls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we really, we really deeply appreciate the folks who hit us up and let us know that they're enjoying the podcast and that they, uh, that they like there being a, a broader discussion of certain things, a slower discussion, if maybe a yeah. deeper one, maybe. No, for sure. We're not that deep. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're relatively deep. Right? What we lack in depth, we make up for in rugged attractiveness. <laughs> <laughs> and humility. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Thinking, knowing you're good looking is not the same thing as thinking you're better than someone else. Yeah, well, that is true. It's knowing you're better looking than someone <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. See, the, see the difference there? No, I'm just baiting the trolls. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just baiting them. We should do an entire podcast where we just bait. Well, this has been a prelude to what we really wish to address. And we're just going to have to do it with what we got, which is not much. Yeah. And we're not apologizing for that. This is us. Hey, man. Um, Luke, how do we how do we tell them what we want to talk about? We just we'll, uh, we'll just we'll frame it up. Frame it up. For there us, were Luke. four videos put out by a guy named the Hyphenate. H y p h e n a t e. Yes. The Hyphenate the on hyphenate YouTube. On YouTube, the first one's an hour. The second one's probably twenty minutes. The third one's ten. The fourth one is also about ten minutes. The first one is where the meat is at, and it's a, a story about a person who is a media guy who was involved with. Steve Barrett and the barracks and the subsequent chaos that followed. It was a negative experience for him from his perspective, but his, his, his perspective I think is valuable because it is a vignette into the dying, the dying LA skate culture that we skate skate industry culture. Yes. Skate industry and also skate culture. I think that we've been seeing for a long time and the things that you've been talking about for like 10 years and, um, talking with me about for about 10 years. Uh-huh. So we wanted to talk about it because it was really important. And the way that he did the videos was super, super good. So the first one was an explanation. It was about an hour and 15 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. He just, it seemed like he didn't really know where to go from where he was at. So he just wanted to put the truth out there because he felt like he had been bad mouthed by the barracks. He wanted to put his no, side of the story I would even, out. I would even go say he, he put in work to make it clear. Oh, Trying to re- let it, okay, okay, we're back. Yes. Um, he was that was a Facebook glitch for <laughs> yeah. our audio listeners. We we actually cared about the Facebook feed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just a pain in the ass to put two of them together and then upload. So just it is. Anyway, go ahead. It's always nice when it goes smooth. Yeah, it's so nice. Don't get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> um he put in the hyphenate. Yes. His name is Joey, but he put in a lot of work yeah. to make it clear that it wasn't the barracks that did him wrong in any way because there are a lot of people who work at the barracks who yeah. he, he he qualified that they were people of good integrity yeah. good intention yeah but it, that it was specifically steve barra who continuously autocratically sabotaged everything at every stage and it was very difficult from the pattern of behavior that he was describing yeah. to figure out what was going on but by the end of it yes you were left wondering whether this was like one of those weird, like TikTok shorts about narcissism <laughs> situations, you yeah, know, like, right. I think it's very in vogue right now to invoke narcissism. Yeah. 
but maybe it's in vogue because narcissism might be one of it's become a feature of the land yeah. where we live. Like people just get to say something and then that's what it is. Yeah. Despite all the receipts, this guy had receipts. Yes. He was solid. Right. And he has er he, every single thing he said was so solid. You could tell that he had all the receipts like journalistically yeah. to make this case in the re and he was simply saying my name has been trashed i'm a professional in a field yeah i work in skate adjacent hip-hop and music stuff yeah and my name being damaged by the words and actions of steve barra in conjunction with trying to serve and help at the barracks um has been really not just painful but potentially really damaging to me yeah and i have the ability to I've got the emails. I have the purchase receipts. I have all of the correspondences. I have all this stuff. Yep. I have recordings. I have video recordings off of ring cameras that yes. I had installed in the studio, yada, yada, yada. It was a bulletproof, you know, situation. And so in his first video, he spent about an hour. Yeah, it was like an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 20 minutes. It and was he, a long video. He established grounds here. And he was really clear. He's like, I don't know who's going to want to listen through all this. And here's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And he got into it and then he summed it up really well. This is what it was. He's an excellent communicator. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a shrewd businessman, in, in my opinion. Really, really. Right. Lots of respect to his sense of not only business, but personal boundaries. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think it's like. One reason I would like more people to see that video and think about it is because the reason that the behaviors described in that happen hmm. is because people don't have solid boundaries. Yeah. People are so easy to push around, yeah. easy to intimidate, easy to, to silence with intimidation. And there's this term, it's really in vogue right now, gaslighting, yeah. um, where someone says, uh, you know what you said was wrong and then immediately all you hear is i didn't say that what you did was wrong yeah um i don't like what you did and then immediately you hear i didn't do that yeah and then you ask them what did you do and they'll say well it wasn't that because that <laughs> yeah. would be wrong yeah because that know? would be bad right and then you say to them i've got emails i've got video recordings i've got phone recordings they all prove that you did that right and the guy says you're just mad because you can't kickflip. Yes. There it is. And it's back. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a lot of yes. it. Is you're just mad because you want to come up. You're just trying to, to uh, you're a crab in a bucket just trying to pull me down. Right. You know, and so that's very, very identifiable narcissistic yep. behavior. And I hate saying that because I've had too many dealings with that problem in, in life where we've had, I've had to be clinical. Yeah. I'm not a clinician, but we've had to be clinical and clear in our own personal life, helping people get out of the clutches of abusers and things like that. Yeah. So it, it cuts personally yes. in, in my heart. Um, yeah. I think the, the one important thing to, I think it, it would be good to frame up the narrative. Do it, Luke. Made. Keep us on track. Yeah. Bro. So he, he basically described Maybe a two-year process, you think? Something like it. Yeah, something like a two-year process of being involved with the Barracks by winning a contest when he was really young and then bringing Steve Barrick, like, gear from his new company that he built, like, I don't know, five years after he won this contest. Yeah. And then oh, slowly over time kind of pitching the idea of creating a podcast and gaming channel for the Barracks. Mm -hmm. 
at the barracks in conjunction with his already created brand, which is called Doubt Me, I think. Yeah. Fashion brand. It's Yeah, it's a fashion brand. And, it's LA. Yeah, it's hip hop and all that jazz. Yeah. So he's telling Steve Barrett, hey, you know, I can do this. And Steve Barrett, it's from his perspective the entire time is saying, yes, green light, do it, do it. And then as soon and as not he, only that, he's, Steve Barrett is asking for this. Yes, he's saying, yeah, he's give asking me the rundown, give me the rundown. And he continues to give rundowns. And then finally Steve Barrett says, okay, let's do it. He pulls the trigger. The hyphenate oh. buys all of the recording equipment. Installs at yes. a cost of just under 10, 10 grand, grand like installs a studio, yes. furnishes, yes. furnishes, equips a yes. professional studio for yes. gaming and casting and all the things. Yes, exactly. Um, in contrast to uh, us. <laughs> $20 lab mics and one <laughs> iPad Pro. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. But <laughs> he, note, kids. <laughs> this is the difference between LA and, and the Midwest is... Um, yeah, no, we are not going <laughs> to put out that much money for because we don't have it. Yeah. There aren't dollars like yes. that. And uh, that can be a good thing. So yes. so he, he installs this yes. system, the situation. Right. And then he also succeeds in landing accounts and, yes. and, and uh, branding deals. Branding deals right. with big things like caffeine. Right. And Hype Beast, also hip hop, also fashion, also LA, yeah. is in. Is involved with the barracks. Yes. In a majority ownership type of deal. Yes. And it turns out that the entire studio and all of its deals got done outside of the knowledge of Hype Beast. I think that's untrue. Oh, oh, okay, maybe not. I, I think that that, that I oh, think good. that that specifically is untrue. I think good. that Hype Beast knew the entire time that that was happening. Good. But what was happening essentially was that Steve Bear was having all of these dealings with the hyphenate and it was all word of mouth essentially no, nothing was really written down but it was all like yeah no it was it was legal contract by email okay yeah and it was also written agreements yes that were responded to and signed yes i mean it was it was not a bro deal it, it was it started out as a bro deal transferred to not a bro deal through emails and and text messages mm -hmm. and things of that nature but no contract was actually signed between the two so this continues for a, it sounds like a long time. Yeah, I don't know the scope of that. As, it was at least a year and a half or two years. Yes. And the entire time, the hyphenate is creating game plans, creating content, saying, Steve, let's do this. You said we're going to do it. And they finally decided on three podcasts, a, two podcasts a week and three streaming videos, gaming videos a week. Mm -hmm. And it continues, it continues. And a live launch. And, and a live launch with a pro skater that Steve Barris said that he was going to set up. But the entire time, one of the features of this entire narrative is that Steve would sit down with the hyphenate and say, hey, let's make this happen. Game plan it for me. So the hyphenate does all the game plan. And, it, and then Steve would say, great, let's meet next week to finalize. And then next week, it would be the same conversation. Okay, what's the game plan? And the hyphenate would be like, all right, send it to you in an email. And he's like, resend it. So he resends it. And then they go through it again. And then it happens again and again and again. And then you have longer stretches of time. And, there, uh, and uh, the Facebook just went down, but we're going to just chill with yes. that for a second there was also a, a degree to which i picked up on yeah. this is just my foggy mm -hmm. that um there would be points of agreement yeah. and points of uh yes do it yes and then when it got done 
Yes. There would be this, what have you done? Why did you do this? I never approved that. Yes, I never said um, that. And, and that would, it would happen a lot that it was like, yes, do it, definitely go. Right. And then when it gets done, it's like, why did you do that? Right. I didn't approve that. And then it's like, bro, right here, here's the letter where, where yes. here's the letters of the, right here, you said do it. Yes. I had already described what it was. You said that's good. Right. You had even like reviewed it yourself. Yes said do it now you're asking me why did i do it right. well because you said and then you're asking me you're telling me i never approved that but here's your approval right. I, I, in, I in and like like working with people you're gonna run into that sure in fact uh, you know whether you work in a job and you have a manager yeah. that does it right and i think it's a really common experience these people who are responsible a lot of them didn't prepare you know yeah and they get all they get a tiger by the tail and now they're responsible they said oh we're, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do the other thing and they wind up with a tiger by the tail and they get erratic and emotional and weird yeah and a lot of them instead of like taking lumps and moving forward they just dig lower man yes. they just keep <laughs> yeah. digging right yes and a lot of what what seemed to be going on there was just digging deeper and and it it was real interesting and so after the first video um came the very strange account through the hyphenate yeah and i tend i tend to believe him because he he brings receipts and he frames everything he's saying not in the way that a person that's fabricating would do it yes i'm i'm you know what can you say this is it's not exactly he said she said right because this guy claims to have full receipts and right. he shows evidence that that is the case right barra comes out of the woodwork and begins the process of character assassination, manipulation, right. coercion, you know, all of the language of coercion that you get from a person who actually is behaving right. in the ways that are alleged right. in the original video. And his, his focus t seems to me to be not, hey, how can we make this right and negotiate a balanced experience for both of us? Right. Okay. It's not, it's, it's, I need you to take down that video. Right. Why are you attacking me? Right. <laughs> um, and all this very personal. And I saw, um, saw a video of a guy. A guy runs this trolling Instagram and YouTube. And he goes by thrash talking. Thrash talking. And he showed up at Tampa Pro, oh, I guess yeah. last year. And he held up a picture of because these these uh, troll guys like um, uh, one of them's gifted hater, one of them is thrash talking, right? And then you've got skate informant and dumb data. They're not troll guys exactly. Dumb data does do a bit of uh, a bit of a spicy trolling. Yep. Um, but you get these guys, and um, they do they do things like they poke the bear, right? And um, in this case, he poked the bear. He <laughs> he uh, thrash talking went to Tampa Pro and held up a joke picture, meme style, of one of the Karyuma sponsored skaters. Yeah. This Karyuma is in the crosshairs right now. Right. And uh, 
held up a joke picture of the skater during their run at, at Tampa Pro. And, <laughs> yeah. and this skater went on to be a bronze medalist for the United States. I mean, oh, you know, like... <laughs> we bow down. Eh, you know. What was, the, what was on the poster? I can't remember. Oh, I know. You know, it's like I didn't want to say. Was it crude? It was crude. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't obscene exactly, yeah, but sure. it was crude and yeah. it was it was meant to be like, aha, you're doing your run at the Tampa Pro yeah. and I'm a troll and yeah. I'm trolling you and it was juvenile. Yeah. And it was inappropriate. Sure. Um, it wasn't obscene. And Steve Barra just like exhibited a set of behaviors that I don't think are rare enough in leadership in the, the industry community. And um, that one is also good. You know, if you want to look up uh, thrash talking and gifted hater did a breakdown on that as well. And I think it's good yeah. that the skateboarding has these very tender beginnings of editorial journalism yeah. to hold some of these public people accountable for um, burning people on deals and being i don't know just bad leaders yeah people um, of poor character yeah man yeah like uh just being bad leaders yeah and you know and um that's an opinion i have really i think the hyphenate story really <laughs> yeah. highlights it really well it's almost yeah. like a documentary level yeah because the he had there's like five major instances where steve barrett shows the the moral constitution of a person who doesn't care, who's interested in, in extracting as much value as he can from a person who brings value without any honest, faithful, fair remuneration. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that remuneration. Yes. I, Getting paid for the labor you do. Yes. Right. And uh, straight up blatantly lying about Sure. Things. You know, really, one of the climactic moments in the first video was was the hyphen talking about the the day that they were supposed to release the the gaming content, which he had already promised brands who had bought some of the studio equipment that they were going to do. They he made deals on behalf of the barracks with Steve Barris, thumbs up, you know, to make all this content, and then brands sent him studio equipment and things of that nature with the understanding that they were going to make this content, and it was supposed to be a big deal that they were going to have this live streaming video and Tony Hawk was going to be there or, you know, some pro was going to be there for the, for the, um, I think it was the skate five release or the new Tony Hawk remastered, whatever, blah, blah. Right. I don't care. Um, and it was like the day before Steve Barrett, he would, nothing had been finalized. And the hyphenate was like, Steve, we, it has to be finalized. It's tomorrow. We've made commitments. You've said thumbs up on all of this. And, Steve's like, okay, email me everything, even though he'd emailed them a hundred times, it sounded like. And Steve left and was on a plane and they emailed back and forth about it. And at the end of it, he basically gave the hyphen up one big thumbs up, was like, do it, pull the trigger, you know, you got it. And so he does it, he pulls the trigger. Steve doesn't get him a pro. He has to pull in one of his friends who's a pro skater. Mm -hmm. They do it, they post the video. After the video is posted, Steve essentially has a, a blow up, you know, geared towards the hyphenate because they put this video up. He's like, you know, who, who said that this video could go up? Why, you know, why is this up? And he's like, dude, you emailed me and said thumbs up, you know, and it was this huge deal. And I think they pulled the video down. Um, again, this, to me, that was a, that was 
if you were, were to watch any point of that video, if we were smart, we'd have timestamps, but we don't. If you were to mm -hmm. find that part in the video, it would be a great, if you didn't want to watch an hour, just watch that 15 minutes because it really showed what the hyphenate was describing. You know, it really um, revealed Steve Barra's character and the way that he does business, allegedly, according to the hyphenate's account of mm -hmm. how that went down. And it's really dark. It's like super dark. And after seeing <laughs> you know? after seeing Barra's public behavior at the Tampa Pro, yes. I guess twenty twenty two around thrash talking. Right. And seeing the breakdown on Gifted Hater, you can see that this jives really well with an emerging um, understanding that well, that that appears to be the way that this this dear one is look, man, we're all you know, there's two kinds of people. Yeah. There's kids and big kids. There's kids and big kids. Yeah. And uh, all of us have got homework we didn't turn in yet on yeah. becoming an adult and being responsible and having integrity and telling the truth and sticking to our word even when it hurts. Yeah. And I'm telling you, even when it hurts can be very hurtful. It can be the loss of business. It can be the loss of fortune. Yeah. People can become poor yeah. because they stick to the truth. And, and being poor is scary. Yes, it it's is. It's frightening. Right. Especially and, if you've been used to being rich. Well, now, yes, you know, and um, and so when you see something like this, it's like it's easy to like think, well, you know, we should go with these allegations and just pile on and say X, Y, Z person is a bad person. Well, who who is good but God alone? You will have that. Yeah. yeah. And what it really ought to be that um, what it really ought to be is. This guy's got some work to do and there will be consequences and, you know, things, yeah. things will shake out. Sure. It came out that um, nothing happened through that interaction that compelled the hyphenate, yeah. Joey, to pull down the original video. Yeah. In order for him to maintain his professional reputation right. and to maintain his name, he had to expose all these things. And I think that's legitimate. I do. Yeah. I think it is legitimate if uh, if someone is going out and and def, you know like one of the things that's alleged is that that in order to defend the barracks, yeah. a narrative was being pushed that Joey the hyphenate was that his brand doubt me was garbage. Yeah. That he was not a good person. That he right. was a, a climber or a cheat. Right. And really, all of that was actually true that was what you call um confession through projection you know <laughs> yeah and yeah according to the allegations which yes. are compelling in their evidentiary qualities yes they really look like evidence of something real yeah so you know coming out of it it's like well you know i hope nothing bad ever happens to anyone but we all know really tough stuff is going to happen to everyone yep and your only safeguard not if, but when things go really badly is to have integrity, yep. to know the fear of God, to have a plan beyond this world, mm -hmm. to be rooted in something that is transcendent beyond the seen things that we traffic in all the time. There has to be deeper meaning yep. going on that guides you into the kind of you know, decision-making and relationship maintenance and building that do good business. Yes. You know, that do good business. Yeah. Or at least you ought to fear that your deeds will find you out. 
Yeah. And that somebody may actually have the gumption and the wherewithal to out you for the things you're doing. Yeah. And it's especially interesting to watch this new tender group of YouTubers. So far, they they kind of troll, <laughs> you know, but yeah. but there's there's material there that's good for us if we yes. can kind of extract the lesson. Yeah. And um, I have no interest in doing an interview with someone who has evidently given themselves to gaslighting and lying and you know blame shifting and projecting and doing those things. I have no interest in such a thing at all. I also uh, don't think it would be a good business move for someone like Joey the hyphenate yeah. to do an interview with us because this is probably not a step <laughs> up for him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. So, so since those but things cool. are off the table, what Go do you ahead. think, Luke? Why, why, why did we think this was such a good thing to talk about then? Well, since we're not getting anything out of it. Yeah, one, <laughs> quickly, are. one other thing. I think that we should point out about the video and then we'll get to that question. Bring it, Luke. Because that's a good question. Yeah. The other thing, in the end of the first video, Joey talked about a business deal between the Barracks and a company called Caffeine involving content creation that Joey was a part of, that the Hyphenate was a part of. And it was alleged that the at the end of all things, Steve Bear had gone behind the back of Hypebeast, who owned 51% of the Barracks and was due, it sounded like, according to Joey, 51% of any proceedings from whatever they did. And it sounded like it was a pretty big deal between Steve Barrett, the Barracks, and Caffeine, like a seven-figure mm -hmm. deal that Joey mm -hmm. helped with, in which he was also sort of kind of screwed. As Joey is figuring out how to not be screwed in this deal, he goes to the the people who run Hypebeast, or at least had connection with from Hypebeast to the barracks and said, hey, can you help me figure this out? Or, hey, can we talk about this? And they said, we had no idea that this deal was going on. At that point, Joey realized that all the dealings, like all this, the yes. checks and all the agreements were yes. always between him and Steve Barra. Right, not him and the barracks. At that point, he realized yes. that he had not been working for the barracks, Yes, but he'd been working for Steve right. Barra. Right. And that was... Whoa. Because what that allege, allegedly, what that says is that the barracks, Steve Barrett himself committed, what do you call it, fraud? Uh, embezzlement. I don't embezzlement. know. I don't know what we can. And, what we know is that uh, Hype Beast gets 51% of any money brought in. Yes. Hype Beast didn't know that there was money brought in. Right. So their 51% must have been being held in escrow. I hope. <laughs> And if not, and maybe, maybe, maybe Hypebeast, after they found out from Joey that this deal with caffeine had been made, maybe they went to Steve Bear and got their money. Yeah. But it is right. a strange it, conundrum. It is strange that A, Joey was getting paid straight from Steve Bear, and that B, even after the deal was done and being activated, the content was being put out into the world, Hypebeast had no idea. Yeah. That, that that's remarkable, yes, at, at least, because that, that, that is remarkable. Because there's a shadiness. Yes. That's that's shady. Yeah. So the the reason that's in my opinion it's important to talk about these things is because there's many reasons, but one of them that comes to mind is that it supports the things that we've been saying and that you've been saying all along about broader skate industry culture, which is essentially run to the bottom as quick as you can. You steal from Peter to pay Paul. Um, at 
while the entire time you're doing that, you're promoting this core culture. I mean, barracks is like as core as skateboarding gets. And at the very least inside their own... I think it's own, up for debate. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, uh, I, I agree. Build, building building street <laughs> spots. Yes. At the very least within their own organization, there is such devious deeds being done that within their own organization, they're screwing people out of money, out of uh, deals that they made. They're going back on their word. So what does this mean for, for the... What does this say about the broader skate industry itself? Um, it says a lot of stuff. Don't meet your heroes. He said that in the video, and I thought that was a real keystone moment. He said, I wish that I hadn't met my hero because Steve Barrow was his hero. He really enjoyed uh, the barracks for a long time. And that was one of the reasons that drove him to go so far in business yeah. with the barracks. Because, because he was he a was kid. Hero -worshipping he, was a ki he came up with the barracks being this major feature of legitimate skateboarding, yeah. like a hub and yes. a builder of skate culture. Right. And, and it, um, it has been and was. And it, it's sad to hear someone say, don't meet your heroes. Um, I, you know, I kind of feel like maybe. <sighs> I don't think it would hurt you uh, if you're if you had been. See, because I have people who are never were my heroes. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean, I've literally heckled them myself. <laughs> yes. At the skate park yes um i heckled uh, ray barbie at yes. the skate park i told him to please excuse me can you finish up we're trying to skate here yes <laughs> like I, I loved it but one reason that that guy is worth people's respect is because he thought that was hilarious yes um who was the other dude at uh, lexington that we told to get his board out of the um out different of the he was from a different era yes um, he, I know he him. He's Nike. from uh, North Carolina. He came up with Chet yeah, Children's. Brian, um, no, it's no. Uh, it, it's um. Oh, we'll remember later. Yeah, it's fine. No, we talked about him on another yeah, podcast. That was nice as could be. Yes, so obviously kind. a kind Southern gentleman. Yes. Um, but uh, like maybe we ought to pick our heroes, um based on things that are beyond appearances. Um, yep. You know, um, I don't know. I don't want to go too far on that today because it can be a really negative discussion. But I do think that we have mislaid our admiration in skateboarding. Yeah. And we have, uh, I have often heard, though not for a while, because I stay inside a lot now, <laughs> um, but I have often heard He's making money, so he must be doing something right. I've heard that so many times. To excuse horrifically bad ethics in skate industry. And the skate industry controls skate culture to far too great an extent. Yeah. Less now than it did before 2008, when yeah. Instagram and Facebook really started to blow it out. It wasn't until 2010 or 12 that Instagram really started destroying the barracks rules. <laughs> yeah, right, know? right. And um, this makes me think of a rule that was published. I think it was in Jankum. Hmm. Could have been in the Ride Channel. Might have been in Thrasher. But I bet this has been said by all of them and more. Rule number one, don't talk shit about the industry. Jeez. Dude, so many people have been straight up disappeared just because Thrasher decided they didn't belong in the lineup. Yep. And 
that's Thrasher's uh, call. Yeah. You know, that's Thrasher's call. If they want to run it like a gang or run it like mafia with nepotism and corruption and all that stuff, yeah. they have that freedom to do. Yeah. So what are you saying, Lou? Are you saying that rule number one is right? We shouldn't talk shit about the industry? No. I'm saying <laughs> it's time for us to pick another rule number one. Now that enough of us have been kicked out. Yes. That there's more of us out here than there are in there. It's nice out here. <laughs> we ought to say, we should not talk shit, which is what, like, Gifted Hater is. He's a sweet guy. He's yeah. He's not. He's tongue-in-cheek. Right. He's having fun. Um, and he makes some really good points now and then. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even, like, lower character than Gifted Hater is uh, Thrash Talking. Sure. Dumb Data has has veiled it all within the yes. most nerdy approach. <laughs> I was on a I was on a drive yesterday, an hour out and an hour back from a session, and I just put on a dumb data video and put the phone over there so I could just listen to him breaking down what are the most evil tricks, the worst, <laughs> most cursed tricks that have been done at yeah. Battle at the Barracks. He's yes. breaking down percentages. Yes. He was breaking down all these things to categorize them. Yeah. And it was so relaxing. Yes, I was relaxed. Right. He was so outside of the way I think about skateboarding. And it yes. was like relaxing. Yes. And he had these zingers yeah. that he was throwing in. And the zingers were really good. Um, or Skate Informant, who brings like real, like he... The skate informant tends to be on uh, maybe a little bit more where I'm at, which is don't just troll and splash around like criticism, yeah. but really bring a journalistic critique to what you see going on. And every newspaper, every journalism outlet has its own bias. Put your bias up front and then say what you have to say. Yeah, That's what we're doing. Um, I have a bias. I'm a God-fearing guy. I found, uh, I found uh, help to get through what skateboarding puts me through by, um, by Harley Davidson motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> and um, of course, faith yes. in Harley Davidson motorcycles. So, and, and I'm a lifelong skater since I was 12 years old, turning 50. And I was off the board when I got married, um, half of 92, all of 93, all of 94, and half of 96, 95. Hmm. Half of 95. Yeah, I was off for like four years. I think it was three and a half. It might have been four. Half, yeah. I, I don't know. And it's fine. But, but from 95, 96 until today... You know, I've been skating regularly and out there and in there and doing that stuff. I've been in the industry, but not conventionally. I entered the industry to create an alternative and to create a different level of involvement. And I'm still working to see that happen and trying to strengthen it where I can meet it. Um, well, you can see it with, uh, I, I threw on this hat here because... Uh, yeah. We are brought to you in part by Life Skateboards. Now, Life Skateboards is two guys in a workshop cranking out um, the, the best quality decks that we're seeing out there on concaves that are truly deep, beautiful. They have mild concaves. I don't like them. I like the deep <laughs> ones. Um, and uh, they make custom stuff and like that. But they're not perfect. 
No. We're not telling you that life skateboards is perfect. Yeah. Um, no, but they make good skateboards and they make them in a way that we really believe in. Yeah. We'd like to see more of that in the world. We'd like to see that when I call to order a board, I'm talking to the, the person whose hands make the board. That yeah. There's an accountability to me for having a plank that I can use for a good portion of the year. Hmm. And um, I dare say it is of great value to me. And I think that to some of you it would be great value. And uh, I work hard for that to be mainstreamed. But instead of talking shit about the industry, we should be talking about the shit the industry is trying to pull off on us. <laughs> that's what we should be doing. Yeah. And that's what the hyphenate did. Yes. He said, well, I'm not going to talk shit. I am going to talk about this shit. Yep. And I'm going to see if I can help make this more difficult than it, than it was to start. Right. Yeah. And that makes me really, that really makes me encouraged because we ought to be speaking out like that. And the other thing is, I noticed in that last video, he said, a lot of people are coming to me quietly, you know, and they're telling me stories of how they got treated that really jive with the way this is going. And I thought, how long has the barracks existed? How long have these behavior patterns been going on? How many people have gotten crushed underfoot, discouraged and broken down by these behavior patterns? How long has it taken for someone to have the wherewithal and the willingness to engage this stuff proactively and make it harder for yep. this to happen? Right. And how long has the skateboarding community been letting this poor guy, if, if these things are true, then this guy is to be pitied. Yeah. He's to be pitied, not respected. And, but also someone has to point out who's been propping this guy up if he's been behaving that way. Well, that's a fact, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, we just got a, a question from Mik Miklos Katona. He asks, whatever happened to the article where they discovered birch hidden in decks with 100% maple stickers? Yikes. Miklos, don't even get me started, my <laughs> yeah, bro. You're going to trigger him, bro. You, you, you know, <laughs> my work is to build a parallel industry that's better than the industry. Yes, yes. that's where we are, too. That's yep. Bud Stratford yes. of Zeppelin Arrow Works. Yeah. And, um, you know, Miklos, what's your brand? Throw it on there, buddy. Um, Miklos is a small uh, a, a board maker. And... Um, Sam Cook, it's been on here. That's Life Skateboards. And we see that uh, it's time for us to just, you know what? Let's let what happens past the Rockies <laughs> yeah, stay right. past the Rockies. Yep. And uh, on the Grindboard Shop, Very Miklos Katona. Nice. Very nice. And, um, where is he from? Yeah, where are you from? Let us know Miklos. where you're from, Miklos. That's good. One of, the, one of the questions that I can see coming up, and I'm interested in your thoughts about it, Let's say a person has gotten this far, you know, God bless you, in our current episode, and they have a thought, and it goes something like this. Dude, we should just shut up and skate. It's not even important. Who cares what the barracks does? You know, we should just get out there and ride our skateboards. Uh, why are we even talking about it? This is stupid, you know. Um, and I think that it's easy to scoff at that question, but I think that it's an – I like – to know what your thoughts are about it because there's a reason that these things are important to us and there's a reason that we keep on bringing them up and i'm kind of interested in getting to the brass tacks as they say in your mind about why why is it important to talk about the way that the hyphenate and steve barra interacted why is it important to talk about skate in industry hiding birch and maple skateboards because 
there is a, or, or what that 100 yeah. percent maple thing even means, means. exactly 100 canadian mm. maple means right. made in china yes it's what it means <laughs> yes yes so why is that why does that matter for a run-of-the-mill skateboarder you know in the midwest who rides twice a week or right. once a month you know it's, a, it's actually a good question i get the um hey man just shut up and skate uh so doesn't much. matter yeah don't pay attention to that the argument that's embedded in that statement yeah. is you're not a real skateboarder if mm -hmm. you care about these things yeah that there's some sort of standard where a skateboarder doesn't get involved yeah and i think that the identity of skateboarder ought to refer to those moments during which a person is riding a skateboard and we ought to reclaim identities like adult male <laughs> of the species or adult female of the species with focus on adulthood and maturity yeah and we ought to have we ought to have as a people beyond our enjoyment of of riding the useless wooden toy we ought to have a sense of ethical right and wrong hmm. nay even moral <laughs> it's a bridge right too and far wrong. a bridge too, too far <laughs> that's a bridge too far Luke. yeah yeah no, absolutely yeah that would be a bridge too far for many <laughs> i would say that we ought to we ought to both talk and think and speak and write and produce media and commit the sin of journalism yeah okay and skate sure and i think that shut up and skate has been kind of like it was a cool it was zorlak yeah okay it was zorlak was one of the gnarliest brands out of texas scary graphics crazy shapes yes your mom does not approve <laughs> and they were they were so gnarly i mean yeah. they literally would knock the face off your skull with their truck <laughs> you know like right. just doing a front side air just yes. those guys ripped like the texas rippers i hold them in a sense of reverence and fear in terms of like just how they're super bitching yeah. right sure but no like we should talk <laughs> we should think yeah like i'm i know that that works for you to be like shut up and skate man blah 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 blah. but you know i think if you thought a little bit beyond yourself no you might see the value yeah in at least other people talking about things because for example we let it happen simple low consequence thing we let it happen that instead of raising the prices on a skateboard deck yeah our our skateboard industry decided to just outsource to china they sold our stuff jim gray stood at the auction and watched the equipment get sold to chinese companies taken over there reverse engineered multiplied and put to work Jeez. for all of our brands yeah. and the quality of a skateboard deck and the interestingness of the whole thing became just garbage right well i was an 80s skater who loved good board quality i was less <laughs> interested in light boards than i was in strong boards and then the market became crap yeah and when i when i started running out of used boards 
from the 80s anytime <laughs> yeah. I could get one. Right. You know, right. when I started running out of good planks, I wound up on these crappy popsicle junk garbage. You could, you know, I wanted a nine inch wide or a 10 inch wide board, and there was like 825 was ginormous. That's insane. Yeah, it was ginormous. Dark days. I thought they were, and I said so. And um, I've been happy to pay the price for so saying. And I have paid a price, an incredible yeah. price for it. Like, right. Not, not the ultimate price. Right. But almost. Mm. Um, I got ringed around with 14 guys at a spot. Yeah. I, ha I, I had to de-escalate that situation or, ha or, or experience hospitals or worse. Yeah. You know, right. all because I pissed off people so easy to piss off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know? Come on, man. It's like, geez, <laughs> talk about spoiled brats. They really literally thought nobody was going to come up and talk about quality right. of skateboard decks. Right. It's like the, the soul of our of yeah. our thing. Your trucks last for a long time. Your wheels don't last quite as long, but a long time. Yeah. But your deck, if you're skating every day, yeah. you're replacing your deck. I mean, I remember how the kids used to fiend for free decks. Yes. Because they break all the time. Right. It was crap. It was garbage. Right. And I don't respect it. I don't okay. respect a brand that does that. Sure. Well, all the brands did it. So when it drove me mad enough, I did something crazy. I built my own presses and started cranking out from press number one. I've got the boards stuck to the ceiling from my first pressing bomber laminate. Yeah. And proved to myself that you don't need these brands. You don't need these guys. You need hardworking people that are going to make a great product for you and are going to take care of you if it fails you. Sure. You need, uh, like, I mean, yeah, I really do get going. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Thanks, bro. Yeah, no, I, li I like it. Yeah. I think I think it, it helps people who have been so inundated with current skate culture. There's a shock that happens when they hear a person say the things that you're saying because they don't have the perspective that you currently have. You got to... You got to soak in it for a while to see. So I think it's helpful to to let people know why is this important? Why should we not shut up and skate? One of the biggest reasons for me is because the price that you pay to shut up and skate is so high. Not just in board quality. Oh, that was the easy one that hurt yeah. nobody. I'm talking about like the uh, the endemic sexual harassment. <gasps> endemic yeah. to skateboarding yes. for so long. Yes. And finally the Me Too movement hits and all of a sudden everyone starts acting like that didn't even happen. Yes. And it made me angry. Right. I'm, you know, I'm not, I, I, things are maybe a little better now. Maybe some cats are a little bit more scared to try and pull the sort of stuff that they were doing all the way up into 2018. Yeah. You know, just on the regular. Yeah. And the whole community around, around me. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's just so-and-so. He's an old horn dog. Da-da-da-da-da. When right. he should have been kicked off his sponsorship. Yep. Step one. Right. Behaving like that, she kicked off his sponsorship. He should, he should really experience some personal regulation yeah. by big brothers who stand guard over the most vulnerable. I mean, I knew a skate shop owner who was proud that he got the kids to try drugs and said to me, I want every kid to try every drug. Come These on. were said to me, uh, I don't have receipts on that. Yeah. And I'll never say who it was, Sure, but I was a big supporter of that skate shop. Right. And, it, and I didn't withdraw my support from that skate shop because it was an avenue through which I could I could be present to my community. Sure. But boy, did that put a damper on my <laughs> expectations of any skate shop to have a clue. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he got kids to, to smoke salvia. 
Yeah, come you know, on, don't, man. Don't, make, don't get a kid to smoke salvia. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes on another planet, dude. Come on, dude. It's like, yeah, and especially a kid. Their brain isn't even developed yet. So you see, like, my, yeah. like, whole deal on board quality and what's a brand, what's the difference between a brand and an actual skateboard company yeah, that right. actually makes something. I right. mean, life skateboards, warts and all, for any failure that's ever happened through life skateboards, yeah. um, they are a skateboard company. Right. I'm loyal and I back life skateboards because. Right. Um, and I have a history with life skateboards that includes the kind of thing that histories have. Right. You know, real relationships have disappointments. I, they don't give up on me and I don't give up on them yeah. just because we hit some bumps along the way. Right. And not all bumps are their bumps either. I got bumps. Sure. You know. Right. And. You know, but what what matters is that they're a real skateboard company. I mean, not only are these hand cut lino graphics, yeah, right, on. that are put on, rolled and and put on the boards with an embossment. Yes. All right, that's sick. <laughs> but I know the exact person that put them on, who decided to double them up when a single one in the middle would have been fine, but was like, these are for Lou. We want him to have doubles. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and like they that's the kind of thing that goes into a real skateboard company now the problem is these companies hold on by like a thread because they don't blow up right not only do we not value that enough as a people we're all shut up and skate which <laughs> i noticed bud stratford put a really good comment yeah he said shut up and skate is synonymous with i don't care Yep. And I noticed that in some generations, like for about 30 years, skateboarding marketed yeah. in such a way. They brainwashed us to think that not caring right. is a virtue. Right. There's virtues and there right. are vices. Right. Okay. That's moral talk. I know. Here we are. So again. obviously, not I I'm, must be destroyed. <laughs> yes. Right. You know. Well, dude, I would have, even if they had pushed shut up and skate, there are no virtues. It's totally hedonism. If they had been consistent, if what sure. they said had matched their actions, I would have disagreed with them fundamentally, but at least I would have a reason to respect their commitment to what they were saying. But the entire time it's all shut up and skate and don't buy corporate and, you know, fuck the mall shop. The entire time, Thrasher's in the mall shop, and all your money's coming from Nike and Adidas shoes. Oh, you know what I mean? I'll it's never all goes forget. on and on and on. I'll like, never forget the time that I got snarled up with this <laughs> core skate shop, buy us for us, super yes. core, yes. with an all caps skate shop owner pounding away on social media, <laughs> yeah, telling right. you that you were wrong because of what brand you bought or yes. where you bought the brand. Sure. And on the door of that skate shop that stiffed me on consignment, that took a local skate brand and made them do consignment instead of a solid purchase, right. sold all the boards, stiffed me entirely on consignment, on the door was a consolidated sticker that said, don't do it. Me meaning don't buy Nike. Yeah. Pull the door open and there's a wall of Nikes. <laughs> yes, and the same all caps pound away, yes. you know, manic energy guy right. <clears throat> who runs the whole city. Like we'll go up to a DIY spot and tell the kids who are building their DIY to stop yeah. because it's not sanctioned. You know, like yes. what in the world you know <laughs> yeah. like what in the world first of all who would do that but second right. and i think this is more important for all of us 
who would allow that to happen? Yeah. And this thing with hyphenate yeah. is, is precious because here's what it looks like to not allow that to happen. Don't let that happen. Yep. Don't let it happen. Right. You don't have to put a person or a shop on blast. You can put the behavior on blast. Yep. You can do a PSA and say, hey, everybody just wanted to dip in here and say, if you own a shop with a don't do it sticker on the door and I pull the door open and you got a wall full of Nikes yep. and then you tell me, oh, we're just using Nike to defeat Nike. Uh -huh. Right. Um, I want you to know that I smell bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right. If you yeah. then follow it up. With right. saying you're a big supporter of local brands, you stick me in consignment and then you and you you openly defy yeah. good ethics and good faith by declining to pay, then this is this should be said. Yeah. It should be said. And my feed, my historic Facebook feed going back to like 2008, mm -hmm. is full of me trying to do that. Right. And it was effective enough to get me threatened with murder yeah. repeatedly. Right. And have to do, by the way, I have receipts. <laughs> yeah. Right? True. I have receipts. Yeah. And um, there are all kinds of stories that get told about me, but I have the receipts on what actually happened and ca caused me to have to rethink my whole game. Yeah. Really, really count the cost of speaking out. And I'm very happy a mere, let's see, 20, 10 years later. <laughs> Yeah. Um, a mere 10, 12 years later yeah. to see just the very beginnings, the, the, the tendrils yes. growing up from the soil yep. of what might be something useful yeah. for us to grow and mature as adult human beings of the species, yep. male or female, or however you do you. Right. All right. But let's talk about Let's steel man shut up and skate for a second. Right. Because I was skating yesterday mm -hmm. at a really cool, cool spot, yeah. a garage yeah. that had just, I love it. Yeah. And I was skating with people. They don't believe what I believe. Yeah. They don't think the way I think about a bunch of things, but it's, you never had that. Yeah, come on.